Hi, I'm Tracy. And I'm Norma. And we're Black, Black Girls, Girls with Accents. So welcome back. Hi, everyone. So thank you for staying with us and thank you for taking the um, polls or surveys. And um, sadly, we only have a couple more episodes, right? Before... Four more. Yeah, four more episodes. <laughs> I'm hoping there will be a season two. Yeah, I thought of that. I was like, I hope it's not an announcement of like, this is it. But... Um, I feel like I'll have more clarity when I see the last episode. Like, right. kinda, you know, like, does it feel like they're closing it off or uh, well, right. is it, you know, leaving you for more? So, UK shows tend to keep it short and sweet, so we shall see. But let's get into it. So today we're covering episodes seven and eight. Um, and here we begin to think about um still on you know still talking about consent but now thinking about it in different ways so i think in the other chapters the discussion about consent has been primarily about like a sexual violation a physical sexual violation um it becomes i think even more nuanced in um episodes seven and eight uh because it's not just about sexual violations is other ways of being exploited i think that mm-hmm. she's um that she's teasing out here um so what we have in um episode seven is okay so arabella she she's really beginning to unravel uh in the sense that while on one hand she is directly confronting what happened to her going to the support group following up with the detectives so on that uh, point. It seems She's, like it seems like strong, right? right. It seems like it's right. healing happening. Yeah. Right. But on the other hand, in terms of work and kind of staying focused and being able to support herself financially, that's not happening because she's so distracted and maybe she's a natural procrastinator as well. And so she doesn't really have any mm-hmm. money. Um, her cards all maxed out and she goes and asks for um, uh, more money toward her advance. So we see in that respect, she doesn't actually have it all figured out, right? And there's a kind of funny but sad moment when she's buying um, food and things for a party for Terry. And when they get to um, the till, as we would say, when they get to, when they go mm-hmm. to... Um, Cash register. Right. She's in her, her all her cards at <laughs> the <decline. laughs> But the funnier part is... The girl who's ringing them up asks for a picture, and then after after the the, the credit card <laughs> decline is basically like thanks for my picture. Now go and, and put she the things back. And she posted it with that caption. Yes, too. such an asshole move. Yes. So these are the these uh, are the great moments of levity, but you know that she's able to bring to the show right this funny moment where yeah. you're in your twenties, you've all been there where you're trying to scrape together and you don't really have the money for X. Because clearly, this is not a necessity, right? Uh, no. Throwing a party. Absolutely not. Throwing a party, yeah. But I think it might be used as a way to show that Terry um, 
While Terry's friendship is questionable, as we learn in this mm. episode, Arabella goes all out for her friends, even to the extent of giving her last for yes. Terry. And Terry, as we see, and I'll turn it to you, uh, Norma, Terry, as we see, is at this point driven by guilt. So we've already seen Terry yes. um, let, you know, disappoint Arabella by um, failing to follow through and read the script on stage. Um mm-hmm when they were in Italy together, leaving her alone in the club and going, yes. you know, going on her own, her own way. And then we learn in episode seven, as Norma will fill you in in a second, that she actually has a role to play in what happened to Arabella the night she was assaulted. And I really had that feeling from the beginning. I also think I mentioned it in one of our earlier uh, discussions. Um, so she ends up having a conversation with Simon. And in that conversation, because she wants Simon not to attend the party, uh, supposedly in the vein of this would be better for Arabella because she's healing. Um, not in my eyes personally. I think it's a total, I don't want to get in trouble. And she's just nicely balancing out who to keep apart from each other so they don't get to, you know, um, exchange the information that would make it clear that um, Terry is actually not that great of a friend. And um, when you listen to the conversation between her and Simon, I, I'm i really on Simon is like, I understand Simon's point very well. And I felt like it was, it really went with how Terry has been behaving up until the point of the assault, which is that Arabella is fine, whatever. Like it doesn't, it's, it's a bit a lot of, um, disregard is that how you saying? Like yeah. it's like it's like an Arabella is an afterthought to to me. If to Terry, Arabella is an afterthought until she gets assaulted, uh, and then her reasoning for being a great friend is guilt. It's not necessarily based on being an actual good friend. And so when Simon says, "I called you and asked if it was okay," and you were like, "Yeah, you know, she's Arabella. She'll be fine." So, and now she's trying to kind of pedal back and say like, well, what did I know? I wasn't there, but um, you totally gave the green light to leave the person be. Her initial thought was not like, wait, you're leaving her? Why? Or like, you know, like there was no protection. So now there's um, overprotection, I guess, but I still feel like it's from the point of, um, I just don't want her to find out what I did. I still don't feel like Terry's of friendship is coming from a point of I want to help her heal, which really bugs me. I'm, she's on my list from the beginning. Like, she really bugs. It bugs me. I want this friendship. Or I want the friendship to end. But that might sound harsh. But um, that's how I feel about Terry. I think it's a good question. Like yeah, I think it's a good question um, for the poll. Right? Is the friendship? Um, yeah. I don't know if it's legitimate question. or it's a friendship one-sided. I I don't know. I don't agree with you. Um, I actually think that Terry's, she says to Simon, right, I'm the one taking her to yoga. I'm the one taking her to painting. I'm the one ensuring that she has self-care. I think that there mm-hmm. is a, an opportunity for Terry for the first time in the friendship to take, to be able to do something for Arabella because up until this point, it's Arabella that does everything for Terry. Remember when they get to the, the yeah. hotel in Italy 
Arabella, Terry thanks Arabella, you know, for this opportunity to be in this amazing place. And Arabella is like, oh, no problem, of course, anything for you, anything for you. So I think that for the duration of the friendship, it's been Arabella kind of carrying Terry. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say that Terry, I, I don't think she's disingenuous. I think that there's a lot of guilt. And so she's compensating, overcompensating. Um, if you think about the opening of, I think it's episode six, when Arabella's mm-hmm. kind of off to the side and she's like, Kwame, Kwame, look, look, look at Arabella. You think she's okay? This is a lot of guilt. I don't think that Terry, I mean, these are childhood friends. It's not like it's a new friendship. I think it's, yeah. a, I think it's a, um, a case study in friendship and a kind of... Um, I'm growing of certain. That's a good point. I do. That's a that might make me like lighten up a little bit because I was like, I'm ready for this friendship to be over, but it might need a healthy break because we're going from um, children into adulthood, and then you really see, you know, what what your characteristics are and how you can actually maintain a friendship. So that's a good point, right? Um, the, yeah, the same would be true though for Arabella. Arabella is a great friend to Terry, but I don't know about Kwame because she doesn't even know what's going on. And remember Kwame no. says, um, you know, she's hard to reach. So yeah, I mean, I think that, and, and Arabella has kind of like affixed herself to Theodora all of a sudden. They're like the best of friends now. Yes. And yeah. so she is, you know, this is another kind of facet, another thing to, um, dissect in the series what does friendship look like how we can take people for granted how we can exploit our friends as Theodora does how we can um, we can controlling right it's all of that how we can take our friend for granted I think it's all of that and that really comes through in both episodes 7 and um, 8 but Kwame because he's unable to go to Arabella, maybe in part two, because he knows she's dealing with her own, you know, ish. So mm-hmm. he actually confides in Terry, um, who is a, who proves to be, you know, when needed, uh, supportive, right? I mean, let's face it. He's, he, unlike Arabella, doesn't have that force field, doesn't have that community of support not going you know yeah. he went we know he went to the um the police precinct and nothing came of that and it was nothing yeah so um but he interestingly so that so okay so terry the party happened terry is a better friend to when it comes to kwame you're definitely right like that i agree with you with that that bond she's more supportive and um present Definitely, than Arabella is between, between Terry and Kwame. Actually, seems he leans on her more, right? Than uh, he does on Arabella. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a question about what does she have to gain, or what does he have to gain? I don't know. But they have this party, yeah. and um, at the party, well, a couple of things happen at the party. So we know that Kwame is still wrestling, and much like Arabella. He Arabella is reading no cues at all no. the entire time. <laughs> no, but what I wanted to say is, even though he's still wrestling with this trauma, he's more cautious about making the, making 
any effort to um, kind of meet up with another guy. So in the beginning of the show, Kwame's constantly on the phone, flipping left, right. I don't know which way you flip for a yes, no. But he's constantly mm-hmm. like kind of cruising on his phone for the next hookup, the next date. And unlike Arabella, who's able to kind of switch off or numb herself by um, uh, being intimate with Zane. Um, yeah. He's unable to do that. And so when Terry has a party and he's very handsome guy comes into the party who Terry assumes is looking at her and actually he's looking at Kwame. Kwame is like, I'm looking but not touching. He's decided that mm, not not so much. And no, so Yeah, not this evening. Right. Yeah. And there's this really terrifying scene because because Arabella isn't communicating with Kwame, she Or paying attention at all. Like she's to me she's actually back to um like that numbing and unraveling part. She does drugs. She's very happy and outgoing. But I, at the same time, I was like, is this, is this a sincere, happy, outgoing version of you? Or is this, um, I couldn't really place it, to be honest. Like, I couldn't tell if she was, was just like, for a moment being herself and this is how she's happy. Or this was, let me throw this party as a cover up of me dealing and go all out again. Cause mm-hmm. she's the only one that, Right. Snorts and yeah. Right. I don't know, but because she's not paying attention, as you say, she sees this as an opportunity for Kwame to hook up with Jamal and looks locks them in the room together, and that is like such mm-hmm. a um intense scene. Right. There are very few yeah. words are exchanged. Jamal doesn't even understand what's going on. He was on en route to use the toilet or something, and then he's thrust in the room with Kwame. So it's Jamal and Kwame in the room and for Kwame, it just brings back, you know, it's kind of, he's feeling claustrophobic. It's bringing back that night of being violated. He's afraid. Jamal doesn't really look like the guy, but kind of looks like the guy, the muscular guy. And Kwame is feeling so vulnerable and he's hyperventilating. He's basically having a panic attack. And so Arabella mm-hmm. is in the mindset that, oh, well, you know, Kwame always likes a good time with the next hookup. And doesn't realize that she's put her friend in this um, in this situation. Anxiety, yeah, like yeah. an anxiety triggering situation, yeah. Right. So she's off popping around, as you said, in the party having a good time, and Kwame's breaking down in this room. And then Jamal, of course, doesn't know what's going on. So he's like, yeah. you know, what's wrong with this dude? I'm I'm just under I'm I'm on the way to the bathroom. Right? I don't know what the issue is. For a second, I thought Kwame was going to share with him. You know how. Sometimes it's easier to share, but it's stranger. So for a second, I thought it was going to end up being an opportunity for him to speak on it and maybe get some um, empathy or sympathy from somebody else. Um, but no, unfortunately, it really just triggered a massive anxiety attack, which was sad. Right, mm-hmm. right. And um, to just back up, but we neglected to mention was earlier in this episode when... The, when um, the party starts and Jamal comes in, Kwame reveals that actually he's been assaulted before. He tells Arabella that two guys in the car came by, one Greek and the other Egyptian, mm-hmm. and basically picked him up. And he doesn't, he doesn't really go into it, but seems like he was assaulted. Um, it was, yeah, I couldn't, um, I, I couldn't read it. I was like, wait, was this a, 
was this a fun experience? Was not like it stayed on. I remember that staying on my mind. Like, wait, are you telling us that that was um, your first experience and it was actually an assault, or are you telling us that was your first experience and that were the people who made you realize like that you want these provocative um, situations, he, or, or are you having all these provocative Tinder hookups or whatever because you're always dealing from that first trauma i couldn't i couldn't when he said it and it was so quick i was like wait was that a positive positive or a negative well he brushed it off and i said i took yeah. it to be i took it to be something he did not want to talk about because it wasn't a pleasure pleasurable experience mm. so um so then in this so we kind of pick up from episode six here with this discussion about race. And so in our last episode, we discussed Theodora and Marcus and I think his name was Ryan and what happened with the assault and yeah. Terry and Arabella's role in informing school administration that Theodora had been, um, sorry, that, that um, yeah, that Theodora had been assaulted. Yeah. So it's interesting because Theodora is here now and she's in the midst of, she's in the space where the um, guests at the party are talking about race in much the same way as Arabella and Terry were as kids and, and that crowd of friends were in, in while they were in um, school. And the conversation is based on um, this work that uh, Arabella is currently doing as a side hustle for a vegan company, was right, it? Right, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so the black group of friends and the black uh, man or male, is, he's um, telling Arabella why her supporting this company is actually not in her greatest interest. Right. Or why she's being used. Right, um, yeah. right. So this, this brings us to, back to this issue about different ways of being exploited. Yeah. So then this, this whole thing about um, race, right? Because yeah. it's not just about... So it's yes, it's connected to the conversation about Arabella, why are you working for this company and environmentalism and questioning environmentalism or kind of... Um, it's being, they're being satirical. But it also brings in conversations about race relations and kind of the history of race relations and slavery and power and gentrification. Like it's bigger than just um, Arabella selling vegan chicken. And I find that mm-hmm. very interesting because Theodora was in the scene where the where they're kids and they're talking about race and power, Theodora is on the outskirts. She's alienated from that conversation. Yeah. Here she's there. She's sitting right she's there. there. Yeah. And I thought that was very interesting because now they're adults and they're having the same conversation and we know that Terry has not had a change of heart. Terry's angry no. that Theodora's there. Obviously she's territorial and angry that Theodora has... Um, Arabella's attention, but she's also moment, yeah. still holding on to what that girl did back then, that she is, you know, not to be trusted, 
Um, yeah, it's not gonna like I know who you are. I remember you. Yeah, <laughs> she's not changed positions at all, and the guests at the party have some very strong feelings about race and um, their place in the world as mm-hmm. black as black as black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I, I, I really I, that scene was very strong to me, especially for like a a party setting. And um, thinking of like um, conversations, as especially like recently, like with um, all the turmoil and people, you know, like support more black businesses and stuff like that. And then having these deep discussions with everybody, like, well, you know, like, how far are you going with this black businesses only? Are you moving your money to a black bank or like we've been having these like personally with my friends i've been having these really intense conversations about on how to like uplift and support um our race and so i was really enjoying that conversation because um because of the strong points of view and also thinking of of um when how i personally feel like oh wait when do i want to like when do I do want to use, you know, a company from a different race, or how do I feel about banking with a with a a bank that's owned by white people? Or it was it's a very it, it triggers a lot of questions within yourself. So I like or how you uh, realize that a lot of the things that you do are subconsciously. Because I watched uh, Arabella and I remember thinking she wasn't really doing it with a conscious thought so when she was listening to her friends making it clear why her promoting for this company was so um explosive like you know like they were just taking advantage of her um you could see kind of the wheels turning for her like oh wait that's not what i thought i was doing i thought i was just making some extra bucks well you know like it's like and i thought that was such a such a yeah powerful right. moment for any black person to be honest to be right, to right. observe yeah well it's interesting because i remember watching this scene in episode six where she gets the job and mm-hmm. it, it starts out of oh you might be good and then it goes from <laughs> oh would you mind sitting down and then it goes from oh would you mind and they have already decided <laughs> that yeah. she is going to do this Definitely. in their minds because they're ready with a mic clip and they're ready to go and she doesn't say no no point does she say no i don't want to she's focused on the Mm -hmm. money she needs money that's Mm -hmm. the motivation for doing this um and so but but you could see the controlling right there when she first gets hired so yes um you're right are you okay like yes Mm -hmm. while she's sitting there because she doesn't say anything and terry's off you know mad at theodora making yeah and so Arabella doesn't say anything and, and Terry's not privy to the conversation. So Theo, I think, is compelled to confess that she recruited mm-hmm. Arabella with the knowledge that they needed black spokespersons for the campaign. And so and she, she has, was going to get a bonus for it. So she has exploited Arabella mm-hmm. in this situation. Yeah. And which... I mean, I, I understand that she's honest, but I did feel like they were coming, they're both uh, coming from the same point. I wanted some extra dollars in my pocket. So I did this. So, like, very selfish points, of course. But, 
and wrong if it, in the in the long end. But in the moment, I thought I was like, "That's interesting." Everybody made the choice based on self. I'm gonna just bring her in because that's gonna give me an extra couple of dollars. I'm just gonna make these videos because that's gonna make me an extra uh, couple of dollars. But then when they had to sit and realize, like in that conversation with the friends at the party, like, wait, I did this and it benefited me, but what did it damage? way further down right right yeah well it's a moment of reckoning for both of them because it's at this moment that arabella she too confides in theodora we were the ones who went to you know we told the school administration so i don't Mm -hmm. know that that's an even well i did this well just so you know i did i don't know that it's an even um no, 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 it, not an even. Like, she definitely exploited her. The even I meant was the, that they both started from a selfish point. No, yeah, no. no. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm talking more from the point of the characters. Like, well, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I did to you. Okay, so I'm going to be honest and let you know what I've done to you. But I don't think it's even. Ah, I don't think no, it's, it's even, even at all. <laughs> Um, and, no. and I've always questioned Theodora anyway, not a character that I like at all. Um, so no surprise it's, to me. It's weird. I don't dislike her. I have some sympathy for her too, but I don't know if I could interact with her. Like I, it would be arm's length. I wouldn't trust her the way Arabella seems to trust her. Although I do think she's being her honest and open self now in later life. Yeah, but, but her her personality traits are <clears throat> very alarming for me. Yeah, and she's not good because Terry says she doesn't want her there because she sells cocaine. So yeah. she's not the kind of person right now to be with Arabella. Well, anyway, the two find a way to get back at the company. Well, Arabella has mm-hmm. a great idea of getting back at the company. But I mean, but this isn't what this isn't, isn't this what businesses do? Businesses exploit the public right isn't this what they yes. do i don't know that they yes the that's kind of what we in our in my personal conversation with friends like especially with the support black business and and then also like we were basically my the conversation that really stayed with me was banking like are we going to bank with with black banks and initially i was like sure let's look into a black bank and then but when when you did the comparisons about like interest rates and you know like even with investments everything was much lower than you would get at a at a more established bank which is owned by white and so i was like well i'm not moving my money then because i'm making more money over here and that will make me able to you know purchase more from other bank businesses that was like the rationale but then these other articles came out and said that like if people know that's part of 401ks and or um uh, ways of um ways of where your money is invested can also be used for private um private oof, um incarceration like uh, private um uh, why am i blanking sorry guys i don't know uh, people in prison and so that w- gave me like this eerie feeling that that I'm banking with a bank that might be f- be funding oh. uh, private prisons, right? And so it's it. So I was like, I want to be conscious and I want to support 
uh, black businesses and I want, um, you know, like even blank banking. But then it, it really sat with me like, oh, my God, like, did did we really think this through when we started thinking about um, how to, where to invest or where to um where the bank or who to buy from or like because then of course also the, the the conversation about surface came up so it was a very um it stayed with me for a while so i i like that the series had an, had an episode about how we conversate amongst each other and also that how exploitation can come from so many different angles and how hard it is to um, be aware of it all. Like right. I, at one point, like, you really just feel like buying a hut in the middle of nowhere and farming or something. Like, right, <laughs> you right. don't want to interact with anybody anymore. Right, right. Well, <laughs> at the end, she goes to work, and unbeknownst to her employers, uh, as mm-hmm. she's about to start a campaign, um, she eats chicken and on screen, and that ruins the campaign, and so it, that's done. Yeah. One small victory. <laughs> right. So chap- episode eight, for me, the headline for episode eight was boundaries. And this is yes. um, something that Arabella, where she talks about boundaries and then breaks the same boundaries that she established for her, herself. And Kwame breaks boundaries. Um, mm. It's a very interesting episode. Very, very interesting episode. So it opens with this really strong statement from Arabella uh, in response to a group member who says that she was violated, but her male partner made her out to be, like, you know, questionable, made her um, uh, accusation called into question because what he did to her is kind of unclear was it a violation was it not and Mm -hmm. so arabella has this really strong statement she talks about the border and the fact that um sometimes when people violate you they 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 do it right up right up onto the border to see how far they can go and then that leads for this kind of um gray area where no one can be clear and she says that we have to let them know we see you and what we mean by, um, wh- and what what that means in terms yeah. of, um, we have to name it, right? We have to say it so that they know they can't do it. And that yeah. they can be male or female or other or trans or, you know, whatever. And so um, it's really, really strong statement. And so because the statement comes from her, and what we see happen toward the end of the episode is, again, so interesting because we're seeing that consent and boundaries and, and really like communication, maybe this whole series is really about communication and violation and power. Because mm-hmm. both Arabella and Kwame both fail to communicate or properly communicate their wants and needs. And that results in um, that results in both feeling um, well in Arabella's case, just devastated, and in Kwame's case, feeling almost I think I would say ashamed for his actions. I hope and yes, but I I really looked at it at 
him not realizing that he's perpetuating the violations that mm-hmm. was were done to him. I re- I thought I saw it as a huge violation. But not um, even though it's always consent, but not telling a person ahead of time and a person that's clearly infatuated with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was to, Kwame's actions were very stomach turning to me this this episode but I also I couldn't I just couldn't see how um he wanted to keep it as a I just want to see you know sex is on it's a spectrum and I just want to see where I was at I I felt like it was um that hurt people hurt people uh situation and and I thought it was um like sad that it, it ended with a it ended again on a woman, you know, like that, that the violent violation to me, what I saw as a violation is that it ended up being against a woman again, when his realm is really men. Well, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I didn't see a gender divide there because his maleness or male privilege is not what created the violation. Mm-hmm. I, there was no like, in, for me, there's no identifiable, identifiable um, hierarchy. Um, in this instance, for me, Kwame is fearful of being intimate with a man because he knows he's lost that ability to control, have any contr- mm-hmm. control when it comes to intimacy. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, think about the date. It's very awkward. He's very, very, like, shy. Um, you know, when he's talking to her and, you know, invites her out, and it's a consensual, um, you know, they, they, they're both aware of the circumstance of why they're going on this date, and she makes it clear that she's into um, black guys, which I, 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 I mean... People are, I know he's he is and he's being very but and in the same breath he's selfish because no matter what he continues on so even though he's hesitant and nervous and like tense even like when she's kissing on him and even during the sex selfish enough to carry on selfish enough to get hard and sleep with her and so I was like no I don't I don't see I was like you 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 might not be able to be with men right now because you're hurting, but I really don't like that you took the time to then dump your emotional garbage on a female, on a woman. I don't see it that way. I don't think that his his that was his intent. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like I said, he was fearful. He's fearful. He He's like, okay, well, maybe let me let me see what else is out there. Let me see if maybe I might enjoy having sexual intercourse with a woman. Let me see what that's like. I don't, I don't, I don't fault him for that. And I don't think he was, I don't see it as kind of, as you said, dumping his angst on a woman, nor do I see his decision to withhold his sexual orientation, um, something that's, that's, um, it's deceitful, mm-hmm. but I don't know how it impacts the sexual encounter. 
it does it ties in with this question of consent but i don't know how it impacts i guess it's like that question of a, a right to know yeah. she has the right to know but why like why what difference does it make the right to know well so she can decide for herself if she wants what? to sleep with a person that that's gay that identifies as gay start what he, there what if he okay so um many people sleep with yeah. partners and they're unaware of what they do or buy or what, what they of that, yeah right? but, but if the uh-huh if the person i would if the person then after sleeping you tells you well i'm gay then i i the my first thought was like well then, then tell her up front then the person can decide for themselves because what that's almost it, the same like but, I have to me I was like like I have herpes or I have AIDS you don't tell that afterwards when you know that very clearly about yourself but that's Isn't my you question tell up front? but that's my question what 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 is the to tell someone you have an STD has implication for your own health what mm-hmm. is the um I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit so what is the um personal physical um and to me i kept thinking of like this is almost to me like oh like oh didn't you feel like it wasn't on like was she supposed to notice that you are that you are squirmish or like maybe she really did think that you were just shy you're not leaving like you know like you keep on you keep on going so you should it's probably fine but then to then to afterwards realize like oh you were squirmish because you don't sleep with women that feels I watched that. I was like, "Ugh, that feels yucky." I hate that he decided to overcome whatever he's working on with a with a woman, and then go figure, then go find a a guy that's straight and be on that spectrum. So, like, go do it man to man if you feel like that's not a. I felt like it was a it was a cop out ver, a, a way to go and be on the on the spectrum or go and and be in a in a safe place that's how i saw huh interesting well let's also remember that the revelation of his sexual orientation is only made clear after the race after the um homophobic slur yes that's that's the only reason it comes to light or it wouldn't have otherwise I i don't know for someone who wants to so are you suggesting that for somebody who wants to explore their sexuality, they should have a conversation with the other person. Like the the polite or appropriate thing to do is to say, oh, by the way, I know I'm a, a lesbian, but I want to have this sexual encounter with this... Straight person right. or is a that, cis person. What... Yeah, I, I do things. I, I honestly feel like you, you never know. Somebody might be open to some stuff that you had no idea uh, a person might be open to honest conversations do a lot i i would have preferred he was more honest about mm-hmm. what was going on with him and then see if he could have a sexual encounter and explore those feelings instead of this i'm not feeling this at all but i'm just gonna carry it out like it's not even how can you even know your true feelings about having sex with a female when you were all squirmish and like it, if you weren't in, into it then why do it 
And so I, that's why I saw his, well, his behavior as, as, as very selfish. He didn't know if he'd be into it or not. I don't think he was squeamish. I think he was just didn't know what to do. He hadn't been with a woman before. He didn't think he was squeamish when I, he was think, on top of her? Well, no, because what happened is then he's having visions of the guy. And so that's that like a traumatic thing. So he can't, he can't enjoy himself because he's, you know, got this when she in his mind. Him, I was surprised that, that she was like, in, in seemed to enjoy. I was just like, oh, it doesn't, they didn't seem connected at all to me. Yeah, but she, from any... she fetishized him because he was black. Yeah, and that she was all, That was yeah. all that was necessary for her. I yeah. think for the whole time he's there, he's still afraid. To me, his body language was the same as when he was with um, the guy in the party, at, at Terry's party. Yes. He was fearful the whole time. Um, so it was, a, it was a very interesting scene because she's, she refrained from saying nigger, but she's happy to say faggot and i'm not i'm not yeah. trying to disrespect anyone using those terms just in the context of the film she's just happy to use these slurs or one slur over another right um and so she may not be a bigot but she's but she's certainly homophobic and uh mm-hmm. so just, just just the way that played out was uh unexpected to say the least, at least for me, I didn't see it, it coming. It was. <laughs> but poor Kwame, um, I think Kwame, I think in general, he's a genuine person. I guess there's some gray area here. Um, but, you know, he's crying actually. When he leaves, he's crying. Yeah, she's annoyed. He's she's crying. like, you're crying. <laughs> like, she's very dismissive. That's what I'm saying in terms of like the power dynamic here is very interesting because you know in terms of a um, stereotypical representation of men and women especially Mm -hmm. around sex he the male he the male is crying and she's like chastising him which is just kind of a reversal of roles here so um i don't know i mean i don't think you were you were as harsh on arabella with zane as you are with Kwame and this woman who's into, who's <laughs> into edgy black guys, as she says. I was really annoyed by her, but, you know, typical. But um, Arabella here now. So oh, we boy. know that Arabella shaved her head <laughs> and she's been showing up at these um, support group meetings, totally stripped down, like no glam. And we see Arabella from episode one reemerge, pink wigged yeah. back, uh, that colorful coat jacket thing that she has, the combat In- boots, <laughs> which represent a kind of like armor, right? Um, thinking yeah. about the clothing and what it represents, right? The the well for me at least, the wig, all of that's performance. She has a costume on, right? She makes makes her feel maybe glamorous and brave and strong and all those things. And she is, um, she's not doing well. She's not doing well. No. She confides in Terry that she wants to go to Italy. And Terry tries to give this whole lecture about what he did to you. Again, if we're thinking about Terry in terms of overcompensating for what she did to Arabella, yeah. then maybe we get it. Or maybe she's been a good friend. Nevertheless, 
she goes on this rant and then arabella i think it's kind of turned she's had enough of terry and she's like you know you're the one who's controlling in this in this yeah, relationship she, she definitely manipulates it in that moment yeah. if this was a screenplay or somebody was teaching you about screenplay it would be page 45 oh yeah oh, <laughs> when yeah. all sh- shit hits the fan oh yeah you can't go back to the old way you can't go you don't know how to go forward it was so um interesting to watch that wig come back out like really you know like you know, try to go back to yep. a place where you felt a certain way and just knowing well, like, that you're not gonna... Not at all. You're not gonna have that feeling at all. And It was a big just myth. Just thinking. Yeah. It was a big myth. So, she guilts Terry into buying a plane ticket to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. And I guess the fans are like, oh, well, it's gonna be so great. Biagio <laughs> and Arabella back together. Oh, this love affair. And it's the mm. antithesis of that. It's anything but that. So it goes back to boundaries and consent because she yeah. pretty much... Now, so this is the thing. She opens the, the episode with this long soliloquy, right? Which is more about sexual violation, violation of the body. But then when we yes. get to the end, we see... And we saw that with Kwame. Now when we get to the end, we see it's about different ways in which you can vi- violate others. Um, and so she essentially, she quote unquote, doesn't break in because she uses the key, but she's there <laughs> without his knowledge, without his consent. He didn't invite her there. He has no knowledge that she's at, in the space. At all. And there's so many, you know how like sometimes people are like, when God shows you a sign, there mm. are several signs, like the, the way she's in a, she's in a cab and she is so anxious because she basically does not have money for this cab. And so, which I see as a sign, just to the stage behind home. <laughs> and then she's like, I know where I am from here and gets out, gives up her little money and decides to walk. And yes, when she opens, when she finds that key and opens the door, all I kept thinking was like, this is just going to be such a bad reunion. There is no way a person that did not take your, take your calls, you travel to that country, they're still not taking your calls. You're not able to make international calls on your phone now because your data is out and you just took the key to their house and went inside. Yeah, I didn't see that. I thought he was going to be happy to see her, that no. finally she'd get some solace. And that all would be well. And so, unfortunately for Arabella, this reunion that she has in her mind doesn't play out because Biagio is shocked to find her sitting at his table. He is visibly shaken. Mm -hmm. He's furious to find her in his home. And she's all like, you know, hey, hi. Casual, <laughs> nervous, <laughs> nervous, but casual, and she just assumes she can pick up from where they left off, and yes. so we're like, because he says, "Come here and hug me," and then she reveals to him, "Oh, I've given up all of my vices, right? I'm not smoking or drinking, or you know, I'm clean. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, give me a high five. She's being flirtatious." And what did you feel was going on for Biagio? Did you feel like he had maybe set a boundary for himself? Like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this chick yep. anymore. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. I mean, unknown to us until what happens at the end. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, th- I think he was shot like, I think he was genuinely like, oh gosh, here she is. And oh God, yeah. I'm so happy to see her, but oh no, not doing that again. I'm not with doing her. This. Let's yeah. think about what's happened, right? He met her, he fell for her, she got, she was abused. He, she stopped talking to him and didn't disclose what was happening. <laughs> He's calling, yeah. calling, calling. The next phone call he gets is from a police precinct to have a DNA test. So yeah. she's been nothing but drama. Just like, right? I mean, from his perspective, she's just chaos. And to yes. him, it, it all stemmed from her partying ways. And so because of what he does for a living and because of what's happened to his own family members, he's like, he doesn't want any parts of that. Yes. I got that same conclusion. I was like, Oh, I see a lot of pain. And at the same time, Nope. Yep. Need a, need a break from you. <laughs> yeah. And so dear listeners, um, yeah, it was really like, like talk about egg on your face. She mm-hmm. like, do, do, do. I'm going to go off and get the pizza, pizza man's at the door. Oh, no, that was, yeah. Do you, I ordered us pizza. I ordered us pizza. That was interesting to me, too. And then he still says, you have money for it? You know, like, and she's like, ah, like, you know, that shy, I need your money, but I I don't, I'm not going to say it. And so she takes the money, and this is my question to you, Tracy, because honestly, as soon as she walked out, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, that door isn't open when you come back. I I didn't see that What did you think? I didn't see that at all. I mean, oh, really? once oh, the door, once she, <laughs> once she wasn't able to open it, you know, once she turned around, it was closed. Then I, I knew immediately, oh, he closed the door. And even then I thought he might relent and open it. And when she says, no, I, you know, I, my past was there. And when he slid it under the door, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I don't know what Ooh. it was, but how, when he was like, you have money. And there was like a weird peace in his voice and then when they showed the walk you know the whole walk down and she takes the pizza and something in me was like that door is not fucking open he's not he's not no (laughs) there was something in me that was like "Mm -mm, she's not going back in that apartment and and then when yeah when i saw that i was like yeah i I can see this This, because this is too crazy you came into my house without asking me and are just acting like, oh, how long are you here? Oh, I don't know how long you want to, you, you want to have me, <laughs> whatever. She says that too, like, you know, I don't, I could be here as long as you want. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> well, let me just, <sighs> from a writer's perspective, um, what, talk me through the choice. Talk me through, why oh. have her go back at all? Oh, to 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 me, I, that was um, like maybe that's why I made that page forty-five reference. Is that is uh, if if you have to really, she's not really dealing. Like it yeah. seemed all this time, like she is, yeah. and especially when she gets the bad news that her her rapist will is not they're not able to link the sperm right. to him, um, and. And then also that exchange again makes her seem loose, right? Because the sperm is also not linked yeah. to yes, yeah. it's it's so it it it's like an ex extra dig and I was like, Okay, and now the real unravel is gonna begin. Because all we've seen so far is this 
is this um, coping like behavior and so coping as in doing some of the steps that you need to do which is the stuff that terry was trying to do with her and her going to support group so you're healing some parts of it but as she said like she's not writing something is really keeping her from being able to sit down and sometimes there's a blur burst of information that's powerful and that comes out and then she's back in her like dip of not and then i was like yeah there's there's gonna have to be a moment where she really has to face that her whole existence right now is just a bunch of crap out of control. She has to figure out where to start and really make this into make this into the life that she wants it to have. So I thought this. I, I I watched this and I was like, yes, this seems about right. Especially that that grasping, like you know, like is like to me, she's like falling and trying to grasp onto these these moments of it was i felt good here i'm gonna try to go here or like you know like i'm i felt good in this moment of time because even after he doesn't open the door back up or like you know when he's really like you can't come back inside um she goes to where she was happy with him which is to sit down on the beach and i and so i i just was like yeah she's really trying to go back to a moment of time where she at least felt good and whole and but she wasn't holding that moment already so you, she's not going to be able to relive it or or find a place right um yeah and it goes back to that question of shame that Kwame had right so as you said mm-hmm. what precipitates going to see Biagio is the 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 police finding that none mm-hmm. of the evidence um the semen i guess matches with the men that she disclosed she'd been intimate with that was somebody else on the clothing and so that 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 instigates we don't even know who right yeah. it instigates this so there is a, a level of, of a feeling of shame and i mean biagio's um dismissal of her is so cold mm-hmm. it's so Which, what she thought would be a safe haven became yeah. a yeah, I mean, he is not, he doesn't even, he comes to the door with a gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Like she's know. a threat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he makes it clear on no certain, certain terms, though I, you know, this is not just over, but this is, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's more than over, right? There's no repairing, there's no... I need to simmer down and then I'm going to call you, you. Like, this is over. And I'm going to see you. Well, I have, I have a, a tiny sort of hope that we will see him, but it's because it will be like an enabling situation again, oh. because the episode does end with her walking into water. And so therefore I, um, I have the feeling that, you know, that would, that would lure him back in. Because that would be super concerning to him if she's hospitalized or something like that. But I don't know how it's going to go, guys. I haven't seen it yet. But and that was the only way from... I was like, that's the only way I see this character returning. Because she took it so far. Yeah. I mean, the walking in the water can mean many things, right? It could yeah, be it baptismal. Could. It can mean renewal. Um, yeah. We know that she's not meeting her demise. Um, yeah. Because there are four more episodes. But... um. 
Yeah, I mean, there was so much food for thought in these two episodes. It was. <laughs> and a lot going on, just a lot going on. And so, um, yeah, we will poll you. We'll put out a survey because I think there's a, there are many things that Norma and I disagreed with uh, on this episode. And yeah. so a survey, I think, would be great to think uh, get your take on things. Um, you know, again, going back to the question between Arabella and Tari, you know, is this an equal friendship? Theodora, you know, does she exploit Terry? Kwame, yeah. is he conscious of his violation? I think that's a question that I want to ask. Yes. Um, should you tell someone if you're gay? Uh, if you have a sexual encounter, should you disclose that? Or if you have a sexual interest in them? Yeah, should you tell them? I don't know on yeah. that one. And then should, <laughs> should Biagio have let her back? You think he should let her back, Norma? Uh, I, I, mm, I, I understood his behavior. Even though it was harsh, I understood his behavior. So I want, I, I want her to be well, but I, I like that he stood his ground in that moment. Because what a push of a boundary that is. If I accept this now, I give you space to do this forever and ever. Yeah. You took my key without me telling you that you could or us or, or having that type of relationship. Went into my house. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I support him holding his boundary, even though he did it in a scary way at the end. But <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for them this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than enough. We, 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 we were aiming to make it a little bit shorter, guys. And it's hard when you're trying to cover two episodes and you want to get to everything. So I think, you know, we did make it under an hour. And if we manage to say goodbye in this outro without using yeah. <laughs> much more time, we will be under an hour. It's Monday for us, so I'm looking forward to a new episode. And so, yes, um, thanks for staying with us, guys. This is fun. I'm really enjoying this series. All right. Thank you, guys, as always. Be well, and you can check us out on our social. Black Girls with Accents. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.